Oh God, here it comes. Oh, hot, 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 My God, it must be over a hundred kuriks. Dad, are you all right? Yeah, I'm. No, I'm good. Feel a lot better. Mr. Marsh, we apologize, and if it's okay with you, we would like to present you your long overdue trophy.
is it? On planet bullshit! In the galaxy of this sucks camel dicks! Welcome everybody to the Useless and Alone podcast. Episode 3. I'm your host, Dogbite Harris. I'm out here in Oregon Trail, Pioneer Land. It's about midnight. Just got done working out, doing some of my physical therapy exercises, doing a little weightlifting, doing a little cardio. And I worked. Nowadays I work a lot, a lot later than I used to. So this segment here, even though I'm starting it out, might be a little more, um, uh, a little more mellow, you know. I'm uh, burning a little sage to get in the mood. Um, I've been on a sage kick lately since Jay and Sunny Cut smudged me, and I swear to God it helps. They say it actually burns the toxins in the air, or uh, gets rid of it, kills the toxins in the air. Sage smoke does. But, yeah, it really does relax me. Um, Call me a hippie. Call me whatever the fuck you want. Don't give a shit. Um, But, anyways, hey. um, You just heard the Roof Rabbits. Uh, Baby Blue Mercury is the name of that. I've been on a huge Johnny bourbon kick lately. And for those of you guys that have been listening and watching and paying attention to what I've been up to, you know why. Not only is it because Johnny Bourbon's good and all those projects that he does is good, but he uh, has agreed to put out a project with Rockets on the Records, finally. And let me fucking tell you something. It's a project I'm damn proud to be a part of. Um, It's a live album. You know, and a lot of people, if you hear any weird noises of me blowing on my sage trying to get her going keep her going and smoking but anybody who you know a a lot of people if you listen to if anybody who's listened to some live albums knows there's a lot of fucking garbage out there but every once in a while some come along that are really fantastic And they really catch something special. You get the right engineer on recording. You get the right room. You get the right crowd. The right vibe. And the right passion, fire, mood, environment for the artist. And god damn it. I believe um, that that's what we got here. It's a good album. And you can go pick it up right now. It's on pre-sale at ruckusintherecords.com. There's two options for you guys. One is for 25 bucks, and there's only 20 of these available. It's a limited edition package deal. Um, when you order your CD, you get with it a handwritten song lyric um, like this lyrics to one of the songs on the album, yeah, handwritten by uh, Johnny Bourbon himself. They're all going to be numbered and they're going to be printed on, or not printed, but handwritten on good paper. And that'll come to you with, um, that'll come with you with, or come to you with your album. And then if you don't want to spend the extra dough, you just want the music, you can um, hold on. 
you can uh, just purchase the album for 10 bucks. You know, if that's what you're into, you're not into good, you're not into special edition stuff. You just want the down and dirty music. That's what you'll get for 10 bucks. But there's also, you know, limited edition, really cool shit. Um, so yeah, go pick that up, man. It's a really good fucking album. I'm super stoked to have Johnny a part of, um, a project with us finally. Um, sorry, hit the, hit the pause button, but yeah, I'm super excited to have a Johnny as a part of, part of a project for us, you know, um, appreciate him coming aboard for just a minute. Um, you know, man, other than that, life has been kind of boring, you know? I've just been trying to, like, find my chi lately, I guess. I don't even know what the fuck that means. But, you know, I like, in general, I'm really trying to just be a better person in life. You know, um, physically, mentally, spiritually. Um, I just want to be positive, you know. I see people... I think I, and I think I fucking harped on this on the last segment, so I don't want to go too far into it, but, um, I think, I mean, I see people like my buddy, you know, James Honeycutt, I see people like Gary Lindsay and my other friend Danny Sharp and Tim Gray, and I want to be more like those guys and less like me, man, like my mind is toxic sometimes and like I, I put like I've been harping on the the two wolves um story you know I've been big on that lately and you know I've just been feeding the wrong wolf for a while and I'm trying to trying to figure out why that is and trying to fix it you know and um, I feel like the world needs a lot more of that and a lot of that, a lot less toxic bullshit these days, you know, and that's what I'm going to fucking try to do, man, you know, and, uh, you only get one shot at life, man. So I don't want to look back and waste my life with being angry for things that aren't worth being angry over. And I encourage a lot of you to look into yourself and try to go that route as well. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot to be angry about these days. This world's a bitch. But it doesn't make anything any better to to get engulfed in that bullshit and let everything bring you down, you know? Sometimes the weight of trying to be good when everything around you seems bad is a really heavy weight, though. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, other than that, that's what I've been doing, just trying to focus, trying to focus on positive things. Every day I wake up and I think about things I'm thankful for, which is something Honeycut encouraged me to do, and I've been working on that. Um, 
It's a fucking process, though, man. I still... I'm no James Honeycutt, man. I'm really trying to to do it, but, man, it's not... Sometimes I feel like it's not me, you know? Like, like special people are meant to be that way, and I'm not one of them. But I do look at it this way, is even if I never be as positive as James... I can always be better than what I am. I think really anybody can, you know. Um, and that's what I'm just trying to be. You know, I don't want to be, like, better. Like, I don't people think I'm, like, better, better, you know. But, like, just in general, like, spiritually, mentally, I want to contribute more to society than what I have, um, but yeah, so there's that, that's going on, and you know what else I did this week, and I I can't believe I haven't mentioned this, I went to the recording studio, and I busted out a song, we're gonna start working on that, you know what else happened, the travelers ended up with fucking COVID, (laughs) oh, I'm about to have a uh, car drive past me, here. So, but yeah, the Stone Evergreen Travelers have COVID. So far, everything's going fine. Um, that's it. Good times, noodle salad. Um, this pickup's loud. It's coming up, coming up hot. You're gonna hear it in just a second. It's pretty late. I'm hoping, you know, I mean, I'm, sh- and people are really nice. I hope nobody stops and is like, are you doing okay? Just drive past. I'm just out here minding my fucking business. You know, they probably think somebody's stealing anhydrous or some shit out here. Just burning sage. What is this anyways? Oh, it's a semi. Jesus fucking Christ, got like three trailers on it. It's kind of a fucking crazy road for somebody with three trailers to be on. Just cruised right past though, just like I like it. Ain't nothing to see here, folks, just recording a podcast. But yeah, um, you know, if you guys have any suggestions for music... That you like to hear on our podcast, please hit us up. Cause um nobody ever hits me up about fucking music or suggestions for music. I don't think anybody really even listens to this though. Um who knows? I know a couple people do. Um couple people couple people do. Um But yeah, I swear to god I'm not smoking pot. If you guys think I'm smoking pot, I swear to god I'm not. Um just chilling, burning sage. Made a post earlier that said I used to burn blunts, now I burn sage. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, and also if you got any suggestions for me, topics you'd like to hear me talk about, go ahead. Shoot them my way. You know what I'm saying? Shoot them my way.
Um, because that's what I'm going to do with my life. Is focus on you guys. <laughs> I'm going to uh, be a podcaster. Speaking of which, I mean, I mention this pretty much every show, and I think I'm going to mention it again. If any of you guys know somebody that works for SiriusXM, please drop them a line and tell them that I'm ready. I'm good to go. I'm ready for a career change. I'm ready to uh, ready to record some uh, some radio shows for them all. You know, I think... Uh, I think it's time I have my own show on lithium in outlaw country. I'll be the first DJ to double double dip in those territories. Because DJs are like, oh, there'll be one on like Willie's Roadhouse and outlaw country or one on lithium and the 90s station or whatever. But there's never two DJs. Um, or there's never one DJ on outlaw country and lithium. I should be that guy. I'm telling you. I should be that guy. I got good knowledge about New Outlaw Country. Another thing. If any of you guys have done a podcast. Like legitimately. Like not like me. But like legitimately. Done it. And like played. Other people's music. And know how to do that. On like a bigger form. Like cause I want to play like other music. But. There's. I always only play shit. That um. I usually only play things that are, um, oh, I think I put, put this sage in this plastic bag while it's still on fire. Um, I think I only, um, well, I only play things that are, um, I have permission for, but there's things I want to play that, but I just fucking you know, so I'm trying to figure out how to do that without getting sued. Because times are changing, folks. Back when me and Blackwater first started doing dog water, it was a pirate's world out there. You could be, a, we're, we're podcasting pirates. Arr. And we used to fucking just play whatever we wanted. Nobody said shit. But nowadays, you got a permission. And that's good. You know. I didn't understand how things work back then, you know? Um, so, but yeah, if any of you guys got any suggestions on how to do that, who you pay, if you buy like a certain licensing from BMI or some horse shit, you know? Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, so yeah, that's, that's, that's it, man. I'm going to, I'm going to let this segment go. I probably drug on for too long. Um, I didn't want to record tonight for some reason. And I got a, I got a little bit out, but I think I'm trailing off. Thanks because I'm tired and I had a big day. So um, I'm going to go ahead and lead you guys into this next block of music. This is a Abraham and the Old Gods, Wayfaring Stranger, and um, Ugly Valley Boys, Kiss the Hand. It's a good one. I don't think I played on here before. I love the Ugly Valley Boys, man. One of my favorite fucking bands. Um. I must have drove up a few weeks ago just to see him play in Salt Lake City. And one of these days, I'm going to fucking see him live. I fucking love him. I will drive to Salt Lake City to see him play at some point in time in my life. But anyways, hey, enjoy this. We'll be back with you here in a little bit. Um, enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> 
trouble though pal i eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast <laughs> you eat pieces of shit for breakfast no
the older I get Yeah, the sweet days unfold Yeah, time sure unwinds Like I'd string on the road Yeah, the minutes fly by Look at how the children have grown It's the most beautiful thing That I've ever known Oh, oh, yeah. Come on, raise a glass and kiss the hand of life before the dawn. Well, and alone podcast my name is dog bite harris for those of you guys that don't know what you're listening to um you just checked out a little bit of abraham and the old gods um way worrying stranger was the name of that followed by ugly valley boys kiss the hand Super great band. Um, Both of them. Abraham's got a hell of an album out and ruckus in the records right now for all of you guys to go check out. For those of you guys that don't know what ruckus in the records is, that is my record label, if you will. Um, Little thing I put together um, when I was doing ruckus in the boonies. Um, but yeah, did Abraham's album. It's funny. Um, 
you can hear this story from Abraham. I did a uh, interview with him on Dogwater Radio with my old pal Blackwater a few months back. And he tells the story about the first time he met me was at Ruckus and the Boonies. And we did not hit it off. Um, we'll just put it that way at first. And uh, I actually um, ended up loving. I love that guy now, though. If you want to hear that story about why uh, we didn't hit it off real well. And uh, how we met the grumpy old dog bite at the third Ruckus and the Boonies. You can uh, go back and listen to that on the Dogwater radio page. Um but yeah, um, so as a lot of you guys know, if you've been following, <clears throat> I've been on a bit of a spiritual journey, if you will, you know, um, I went and visited James Honeycutt and he did some, did a smudge on me. Anyways, like, so. During this, um, the smudge, Honeycutt kind of, he didn't really like, he kind of left, we kind of left it up to when, he kind of left it up to when I, I felt the time was right to be smudged, I would let him know. He didn't mention it once, didn't say anything. So finally we cruised around the Olympic Peninsula for, fuck, a, a long time, quite Pretty much through the whole day. Um, I think I picked him up at 11. And by the time we had settled down. It was dark time. Or dusk. And um, I said hey let's just do that smudging now. We were on the. Um, we were on. Uh, in the pier. And. Um, outside Bremerton. <clears throat> and. So he mentioned to me, he said, all right, well, I'd brought a few different things and I'm going to use these owl, owl wings that I have to smudge you based on the time you picked since it's dusk and it's going to be dark by the time we're done. So anyways... So now I'm supposed to have these connections to these owls, which is actually really trippy because um, since I started this new job, not the new one, like the admin job that I've been telling you about, but since I started working at the place I work at, I've been seeing owls on my way to work, just a bunch of them. I've probably seen <clears throat> 10, 15 owls my whole life until I started working. And then I was seeing like three a day on my way to work sometimes like it was really intense and I never really thought anything of it you know and I hit an owl on the way to fucking work one time so anyways um I hit this owl on my way to work but so I have all these, I've been seeing all these owls for the last couple of years. So it's kind of ironic that this, that I picked this and then Honeycut picks this and I'm supposed to be seeing all these owls. And anyways, I'm supposed to have these visions of owls and I did. Sure enough, I did. I'm not going to go too far into it, but let's just say like, <clears throat> you know, um, it's not as enlightening as I would hope it would be. Um, I think that's just a sign of, 
working through my shit, I guess. Um, you know, I think like in my head, maybe I thought like since, Hey, I'm going to go down this journey. I'm going to feel enlightened a lot and I'm going to, I'm going to learn how to be enlightened. I'm going to learn how to be a better person, but, um, it's not all about that. I don't think, I think it's about testing myself and acknowledging the things that I've done wrong in my past and acknowledging my flaws that need to be fixed, I guess. And so some of these visions, I think have something to do with that long story, even longer, but, um, Anyways, on my fucking way home last night. So Honeycuts asked me, have you seen any owls? you seen any owls? I said, well, I had some dreams about some. I haven't seen any, which is weird because I always see owls. So like a few nights ago, I actually see it, my first owl and I was so excited. And then last night, I hit another fucking owl on my way home from fucking work. So this time, I turn around, I go back... And it's in the middle of the road and I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck am I going to do with this thing? So I like hit up Honeycutt. I'm like telling him about all this shit. I'm like, what is going on? Like, like I'm like killing my spirit animal. Um, but I'm like, if this thing's alive, what the fuck am I going to do with it? And I pull up on it and it looks right at me and it looked like a youth. I don't think it was like a baby baby, but it didn't look full grown. I had like, I don't know. Anyways, I don't know much about birds, really. <clears throat> so anyways, I pull up on it, and before I can even stop the car and get out, it flies away. But it kind of looks hurt, and I don't know how far it flew, but flew far enough for me to not see it. So I get out of the car and check it out. Sure enough, there's some fucking blood on the ground. So now I'm, like, worried about this owl. But anyways, like, I, like, call Honeycut, not call him, but I sent him a message. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And he starts telling me like, oh, it might not be as it seems. And, but so now like they're trying to figure out what this all means. Like, cause this, this kind of stuff is supposed to mean things. Obviously this is supposed to mean stuff, but it's, it's weird. So anyways, I'm kind of in that general area and I'm hoping I see the owl again. Um, I really want to see that owl again. I hope it's okay. Like, I hope it's survived. But I'd, I'd slowed down quite a bit <clears throat> before I hit it. And it hit, like, it hit my fucking windshield. So, like, and it hit higher up. So, like, it might have just bounced. And, like, hopefully it didn't hit its head. It might have hit its ass or something. And it flew up. And But I don't know. So anyways, yeah, so I'm trying to figure out what this all means. Um, I have an idea of like what a lot of this stuff means. So, you know, um, a lot of things like aren't necessarily like not warm and fuzzy like you know it's supposed to, like this stuff isn't like really warm and fuzzy i've got a lot of demons inside me hereditary trauma mistakes things that fucking haunt me every day like all of us do you know 
Um, and I don't believe that I cope with them as good as other people do. Um, so that's what I'm trying to learn how to do is cope with them, cope with these things, you know? And I think the owls personally, I think they're like just telling me like the vibe I got from them wasn't that they were like trying to warn me to stay away or warn me of anything. Cause in, in native culture and stories and a lot of them, Owls um, or messengers or witches or can mean a lot of evil things, but that's not necessarily like what um, I'm catching here. And that's not what Honeycut catches either. Um, I do believe they're messengers. Some people believe they're messengers of death, but... Um, myself, I just believe they're messengers and, um, anyways, I feel like I see something moving. It's dark. It's really late and I'm kind of creeping myself out, but, um, Hold on, I just turned my headlights on to see if there's something moving out there. Um, <clears throat> but here's what I take from it. And I'm making this even longer than it needs to be because I'm creeping myself out. I take it as these visions of these owls like flying. And the visions I saw were of them. When I left Honeycutt <clears throat> up in the Port Orchard area. I made it to just about like that rest stop that's in between. For those of you guys that know I-5, there's a rest stop in between Olympia and Centralia. And I made it to that. And I um, ended up there. And that's when I was seeing these owls like in the my windshield. They were coming towards my windshield like their wings were spread out. And they were like, seemed like they were somewhat, they were kind of angry, but they weren't threatening. Like, they meant business, I think, is is probably the better term for it. Maybe not even angry, but they were serious. They were like, um, I feel like they're kind of saying like, look, like, we don't just give you this shit. You're going to earn it. And if you don't want to earn it, we're not going to show you shit. And that's kind of what I took from that. And like, basically like your journey begins now. You can either accept that or you can fucking bail. And, but either way, you might not, this isn't going to be easy. If you think this is going to be easy, you're wrong. But anyways, last night... I'm trying to get my shit back in track. I've been really not eating well. I've been working out again. But it's a long process. 
Yeah, I'm supposed to lose this weight, and I just really need to take better fucking care of myself in general. And anytime I get stressed, I have so much going on in my life right now. Like, my knee is just the tip of the iceberg. There's shit that I literally just am not going to air on my podcast. Like, I'm sure some of it will come to light. Just people that are closer to me soon enough. But there's just things, like, in my life that are going on. Um, Death changes, loss, you know, and injuries, um, just a lot of stuff going on in general. And last night, instead of going to the gym like I was supposed to, I went to the fucking grocery store and bought a bunch of shit and ate it on the way home. And... Um, I was just pissed. I was stressed. I was not happy with things. I was feeding the wrong wolf, as I put in the last episode. Yesterday, I was feeding the wrong wolf. And then, on my way home, I hit this owl. This poor fucking owl. And then, on top of that, I don't know if I killed it. I don't know if I fucking injured it. I don't know if it's fine. But if I did kill it, it was a slow death. And if I injured it, it's wandering around in coyote land, probably bait for a herd of, or like a pack of coyotes. So it's probably going to die unpleasantly. Or is it just wandering around fine? It's supposed to be a lesson for me, you know? And, but I started thinking about it. Like if I would have made the right choice, I would have even been in the road at that time. And that I'll probably wouldn't have got it. So, I think it's a sign, like, that I'm kind of, like, killing my spirit by making terrible decisions. And I'm not changing like I'm supposed to be. And I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do to accept this. So, those owls' warnings, I'm not listening to them. So, anyways, fucking, I thought you guys probably think I'm crazy by now. Um... So maybe I'll just leave it that and I'll play some music for you guys and hopefully um, we'll have a little nicer segment coming up on the next one. Um, So uh, I put it out there on Facebook for new music and sure enough, a lot of people hit me up. So that's good. Um, I got a new band on here, Ghost Train Trio. Change is coming. I really like these guys. They're awesome. This dude hit me up on spot, um, on Instagram of all places. Thank you for hitting me up. Thank you for sending me your music. It means a lot to me that you guys are uh, paying attention and you guys are willing to uh, extend the olive branch this way so I can play your music. And then we got somebody that um been friends of mine for a minute, um, Stella from gun safe they were i think at that same um ruckus that uh me and ab kind of had a spat at um this is gun safe the name of that this song is your ring um we'll be right back with you um in just a few minutes yep yep mm-hmm well, I'm just going to come right out and say it, Dale. Something seems different about you. Something is different, Bill. I had a vision. I'm an Indian now. Oh. I always wondered why I hated the federal government and loved tobacco with such passions. 
But now it all makes sense. Okay, time out, sitting jackass. Have you looked in the mirror lately? You are the goddamn whitest person I've ever seen. I am the albino buffalo. Deal with it. As it comes
dishes are done, man. Cleans them down to the shot. brother what we call drugs is 74th street baptist church we call us sin is sin sin well around here between normandy and weston we call this here a little twin and twin twin wow nigga why don't you just give me a little bit for my cataract you didn't put in on this man you better get it received my brother look 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 she bending over claude have mercy the Lord is my shepherd. He know what I want. Excuse me, brother. Miss Parker! Miss Parker! Can I talk Told to you, Miss Parker? We be letting you know. Evil lurks. Alrighty, folks. Welcome, everybody, back. 
to the Useless and Alone podcast featuring myself as your host. I'm Dogbite Harris. Hope you guys are still all doing well. Hope you're holding on. Still still tuning in. Um, you guys just listened to uh, Ghost Train Trio. Change is coming. Followed by Gun Safe, your ring. I gotta say, it's probably like two days, two days later since I recorded my last um, segment. And uh, I just got done working out. Feel pretty good today um, for the most part. Started out rocky. Um, burning a little sage. As you can hear, me blowing on it in the background to get it going. Funny thing I found out about sage is that it burns better the older it gets. The more you burn it, the better it burns. Just probably like anything, I guess. I don't know. So, anyways, last last segment was kind of a heavy one, so I thought maybe I would touch on some popular culture for y'all. Um. So this week, um, apparently, Machine Gun Kelly started some shit with Slipknot. Big news, I know. Um, considering that most of you people that are listening don't give a shit about either one of them, probably. Um, but to be honest with you, I kind of do. I kind of like both of them a little bit. Like, um, I'm not like over the moon about them. I really dug Machine Gun Kelly's, um, um, Tickets to My Downfall album. Um, I wish that was a hummingbird that just like flew up to my window. Ever since Honeycut smudged me, all this weird shit's been happening. But it's, anyways. Um, um, so anyways, I was a fan of that. Kind of a fan of just in general, like, any new artist that is inspiring the new generation of kids to actually pick up instruments and not use auto-tune. Um kind of gets my support even if I'm not like the biggest fan of it but you know with Machine Gun Kelly I mean I think it's very apparent that he had a lot of um, like um, a lot of writers and a good team to put this album together for him and um, I'd be very surprised if he played a lot of the instruments on it himself um, I'm pretty sure, like, Travis Barker can be thanked for composing it and probably seeking um, a lot of um, his old songwriting buddies from back in the day that needed a payout and were willing to uh, to chip in and write some songs for this guy so that they could uh, produce a pretty good pop-punk album. And uh, that's what they did. I mean, they really did a great job. But I think Machine Gun Kelly's kind of just the face of it. Which is what it is, you know. But anyways, I guess, like, 
So Machine Gun Kelly, for those of you guys that don't know, he's got like a history of talking shit. And um, I've been a fan of some of the stuff he does. I've been a fan of some of his acting work. Some movies he's been in. Um, I was really a big fan of Roadies, which is a Russell um, or a Cameron Crowe TV show. Um, it had like Ron White, Luke Wilson, um, a few other people, but it really, I think what roadies did for me was really show me like what new musicians are actually playing music and, um, they had some guest stars, but Machine Gun Kelly had a pretty big role in that. And I liked, I liked that. As a matter of fact, I suggest that to anybody that, um, is a fan of music to check that out. It's a good show. It ended too soon, but it's a good show. Um, but anyway, so like he's got, and he's notorious for picking fights with the wrong people, though. Like he picked a fight with Eminem, which basically ended his rap career, and now he's picking a fight with fucking Slipknot, which isn't panning out well for him <laughs> either. I guess like last night, like. A bunch of Slipknot fans showed up at his show, which they're, I don't know if they were, like, sharing a fucking bill together for a music festival or what. But essentially he got booed off the stage, which kind of sucks for the fans that he did have. Because the beginning of the show showed um, the fans really digging it, which means the Slipknot fans essentially got in there and ruined a show that people wanted to see because of some bullshit. So, um, I guess, I mean, if you bite up more than you chew, you can chew, then you fucking get a mouthful, I guess. You choke, you know, sometimes. And, uh, that's kind of what happened, but I do kind of feel bad for the fans that really were fans of Machine Gun Kelly that wanted to see his show and got chased out. And let me let me tell you something. The thing that bugs me a little bit about this. And this doesn't have anything to do essentially with like Corey Taylor. You know, Corey Taylor is actually it's a pretty good artist, man, all around. Um uh, he pretty I mean, he is a pretty good artist. All this shit's not my cup of tea. As a matter of fact, when Slipknot first came out, I fucking hated them. Um Slipknot kind of was to, like, grunge what um, grunge was, like, 80s metal, in my opinion. Like, it really just, like, was the sign of the end of grunge. And I didn't really like it a whole lot. Um, So, I mean, essentially, at the end of the day... But they grew on me. Because it's, like, a lot of things that you don't like at first, you find out they've got their place in this world and you realize why. And then you stop, you start realizing why people think it's good, you know, and you might think it's kind of good yourself, you know? And, um, that's kind of how I'm a slipknot. Like, it's okay. But let me tell you something. All these fucking fans, like that fucking think like you're really fucking cool. I've been to a Slipknot concert. You guys are a bunch of fucking pussies. Allow me to feed the wrong wolf here for a second. Like, you guys don't have any right to talk shit about Machine Gun Kelly because the guy that you worship talks shit about you being pussies in your mosh pit. I said most Slipknot fans are little fucking, like, 
they pay like extra money to be in the pit so they can fucking act like they're fucking tough. In my fucking day, if you wanted to be in the pit, you fucking earned it. Like the pit tickets were the cheap ones. So what I saw during Slipknot was a bunch of fucking suburban fucking kids like fucking bouncing around and Corey Taylor calling them pussies essentially. So just because you're pretty loyal to the people you listen to doesn't mean you're not a pussy. <laughs> so just uh, just calm down. It's just music. Essentially, that's what I'm saying. It's like you're a bunch of fucking hypocrites. Corey Taylor handled it like a champ. I mean, Machine Gun Kelly's kind of a punk bitch. He's always talking shit. Machine Gun Kelly, that's just what he is, man. Eminem was the same fucking way. Corey Taylor never really was. I mean, Corey Taylor, the only other feud that I've seen that's had any bit of, um, any bit of, like, publicity, I guess, was the one of Fred Durst. And Fred Durst is a douchebag, so... Everybody knows that. So, Corey Taylor's been pretty chill. He's been pretty influential. And the way he handled it was pretty chill. But just calm down. Enjoy music. You know? Let these fucking guys sort their shit out. That's how it is with anything. And that goes, you know, like, I remember, oh, fucking Farmageddon had feuds with all kinds of people. And it was just the same shit, you know? And. Just music's music at the end of the day. Just love it. Love what you love and don't what you don't. But fucking be happy it's there. There's no need to be booing people off a stage or ruining other people's good times because you're fucking an asshole, you know? So what? He talks shit about your fucking favorite fucking lead singer. That's Like, people are fucking entitled to not like your favorite lead singer. And then still be entitled to fucking perform themselves, you know? It's the music business. But, I mean, I guess I'm totally playing the devil's advocate because I guess, like, at the end of the day, if you talk shit, you better fucking be able to back it up and accept the consequences to run in your mouth. I mean, that's the world I'm from not this cancel culture bullshit where you can say whatever the fuck you want on the internet and fucking get away with it, you know? I'm still from the generation where if you're going to say something, you better be willing to get punched in the mouth for it. You know, and I'm pretty notorious for talking shit on the internet, but you know what? At the end of the day, there's nothing I would say on the fucking internet that I wouldn't say in fucking public out of my fucking mouth. I regret saying some shit that I've said in the past, but at the end of the day, I mean, I'd back it up, even if I got my ass kicked. I mean, I'm not trying to say I'm, like, tough, because I'm not the toughest fucking person in the world. I'm not, but I'm willing to get my ass kicked for shit I believe in. So, I guess I'm tough in that sense. Like, I'm not afraid to get my ass kicked. I've had my ass kicked more than I've won fights so with saying that um 
everybody should just fucking like what they like and not what they not, I guess. <laughs> I just thought everybody would want to hear my opinion on uh, on this feud. But, I mean, Slipknot fans, you're not badass. I've seen you at work. <laughs> speaking of which, like, and let's leave, speaking of which, some of the most badass fans I've ever seen and the one of the bit bad, like most badass mosh pits I've ever been in was Blink-182. Um, so let's, let's bring that out. Leave fucking poor Travis Barker out of this, man. Like the dude fucking, he's a vegan. He's an animal rights activist. He's a fucking saint, dude. He fucking almost burnt to death in a fucking plane wreck. Um, so if he wants to get a little notoriety from hopping on and making a fucking killer album for Machine Gun Kelly, and he wants to fuck one of the Kardashian bitches, let him do it, man. He deserves it. Because, you know, you can say what you want about Blink-182, but you can't say shit about Travis Barker's drumming. And now, it's crazy to see a drummer actually fucking, like, it's crazy to see a drummer actually produce good quality albums. So, um, that shows his talents. And he just seems like a cool dude. I've seen him on all kinds of interviews and shit. Travis Barker is pretty rad. So let's leave him out of this. Stop at the memes, Travis Barker. He's fine. But if you ask me nowadays, being almost 40 with a blown out ACL and not being in the greatest shape, not being 16, 17, even 24 anymore, which mosh pit I'd be in again? Would it be Slipknot or Blink-182? I'd take Slipknot, because y'all are a bunch of pussies. So, before you guys start running your mouth about how tough you are, I'd suggest you guys toughen up some, because you keep showing up at Machine Gun Kelly concerts, you might get your ass kicked, and that'd be pretty fucking embarrassing. Bunch of old fucking men getting their asses kicked by a bunch of fucking pissed-off teenagers. Which essentially is pretty much probably what's going on. It's a bunch of drunk ass fucking five finger death punch fucking fans showing up to boo this guy. But play devil's advocate. Once again, if you're going to fucking try to fucking take down the biggest fucking dog in the yard, you better fucking be ready to fucking fight. And this is like the second time Machine Gun Kelly's bit off more than he can chew. So, to each their own, I guess. But we're not going to play Machine Gun Kelly or Slipknot on this show. I just thought you'd want to hear my um, opinions on it. Because why not, right? Nothing else to talk about. Maybe I'll do a little pop culture opinions every week. So, um, we'll go back to the drawing board. Up next, um, we're going to play Piss Poor Players. If you guys like my logo, the washboard player and the Piss Poor Players, Quentin Baker, also Uriah Baker, drummer from um, Goddamn Gallows, brother, um, and most importantly, Mama Baker's son, who's my favorite baker. And besides being a great baker, she's also a great cook. Um, she introduced me to Indian tacos, which are fry bread tacos, which are amazing. And thank you for doing that for me, Mama Baker. 
But um, Quentin does some badass designs. He also designs shit for the Garbage Pail Kids. But he's done a lot of designs for me. Probably going to do a lot more. Um, but anyways, this is his band. Um, it's called Care That You're Gone. The Piss Poor Players is the name of the band. Care That You're Gone is the name of the song. And followed by that, we're going to play Ryan Parcell. I don't know if I'm saying that right because I've only seen him on Facebook. So I apologize, Ryan, if I'm saying your name wrong. Um, Damned If I Do is the name of that song. Thank you for sending this to me. I appreciate it. Always down to have good new music. We're going to come back to you and uh, finish her off for you. Just a few moments. Hold on. Booyah. Hold on. We almost got it. All right. Was a man he had nothing. Was the was a man he had it all. The man he had nothing. He will rise up one day, and the man he had it all. He would fall. Life could be funny like that, don't you know? You better make sure you answer your call. It'll all be over one blink of an eye. No one's ever gonna care that you're gone. Once there was a man, he was scribbled and blind And it was once a man he could walk A man who had nothing, he would rise up one day And the other do nothing but talk Life could be funny like that, don't you know You better make sure you answer your call It'll all be over in a blink of an eye No one's ever gonna catch you gone Child, he was hungry and poor, and there was once a little boy who was full. The child who was hungry will contribute to the world, and the boy will do nothing at all. Life could be funny like that, don't you know? You better make sure you answer your call. It'll all be over in one blink of an eye. No one's ever gonna care that you're gone. No one's ever gonna care that you're gone And no one's ever gonna care that you're gone Well, what's the matter, beautiful? You're meaner than a dog shitting tax. We put everything into this place. We could have retired in Hawaii. I have been to Hawaii. Which island? Come on, I want to lay you. I find you disgusting. Well, just as long as you find me, dear. <laughs> you want to join me, Miss Ruggesty? Oh. Huh? What the hell? Hell again. I like to dance on the tables, raise 
lots of hell and get loud. Yeah, one's not enough to free this damn soul crowd. Man, I never mean to do no harm. Like my mama always said, the third time's a charm. Gumble. Uh. Alrighty, folks, we're back. That was the piss poor players 
Care That You're Gone, followed by Ryan Parcell, Damned If I Do. So as most of you guys know, I'm a wrestling fan. I'll take a minute to give a shout out to Batista. Um, it's a really great story going around on the internet. For, uh, where Batista is also in Guardian of the Galaxy. And uh, a few other popular movies. And um, But he recently helped this baby pit bull that was abused. Um, with the vet bills and stuff like that. And then ended up adopting it. Which I love feel good stories like that. Where uh, people do good with their money in there. Um, but yeah, good for good for Batista. I love it. Love good feel good stories. Aside from the fact that the poor puppy was being abused. At least she gets to live with a rich movie star. And live her best days. Um, and she's a cute pit bull too. So if you guys ever want to feel a good story, look that up. Um, speaking of feel good stories, I don't know if this is a feel good story or not, but, um, as I was mentioning earlier today, not today, but in this podcast, uh, Rucks and the Records is putting out, um, new Johnny Bourbon live album and uh it's really great um i suggest that all of you guys go pick up a copy now right now we still got a few limited edition copies left which is um 25 and it comes with the album on cd and um comes with handwritten lyrics by johnny there's only 20 of them that are going to be created. As of right now, I think there's about 10 left. Maybe less. But I strongly suggest you guys go pick it up. Because it's worth it. Um, such a good album. You know. Something I'm very proud to be a part of. As a matter of fact. I like this album so much. That when I decided to put it out. I decided to take a break from Ruckus. Um, which actually is going to happen anyways after this album, you know, but I really love this album so much. I wanted to see it out in some format that wasn't just Spotify, you know? So I decided to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm busy. Um, I'm really loving doing the podcasting. I'm really loving, um, playing shows and recording but what I'm not loving as much anymore is losing money, pissing people off because I don't have the time to get to the post office in a timely manner. Um, so, at this point in time, Ruckus is going to be on the shelf after this album for a minute. If not forever. But for those of you guys that have supported us throughout the years, I just want you to know that we care about you. And we appreciate you. And it's been fun. I don't regret it. But all good things must come to an end. Which, I mean, I don't know if Ruckus will ever really come to an end. But it might come to a standstill. And uh, just be what it is. You know? 
So, but thank you guys. It's been fun and well worth it. Um, I loved bringing you guys music for the last few years. Um, it's been rewarding to me. But, um, it's time for something new. I'm not done with music, that's for sure. But, um, it might be time to try my hand at something else. And maybe focus on my stuff a little more. So, um, I always kind of bounce back and forth. But this album is so good that it put my on-hold plan on hold. So, um, I really, really like that album. Essentially. So I hope you guys do too. Um, you guys probably uh, will. And if you guys don't like CDs or whatever, you'll be able to check that same stuff out on Spotify. And these, This album will be available for release on November 20th. So um, enjoy that when it comes out you should buy it from us or buy it from Bandcamp, wherever you feel like getting it from really it's just good um let's see do i need to add anything else i don't know i mean um we're always looking for new music so if you're a band that wants to be played hit us up um we want to play you so if you know anybody or are somebody that wants your music played, hit me up. Um, I want to play you. Um, please share the shows as well. Spread it around. Spread our pages around, our Instagram page, all that good stuff. Um, and we'll keep supporting music. So, But I think that's about it for today. For this show, this episode. I appreciate all of you guys. Um, yeah, that's it. So I'm going to finish this show off with a song off that Johnny Bourbon Live album that I've been talking so much about. The song is called I Don't Belong Here. I think we can all relate to that feeling at some point in time. We all feel like we don't belong. I've kind of felt that way a lot lately. So I can relate to that song quite a bit. And I can relate to this album quite a bit. So with saying that, I bid you guys farewell. And um, hope you guys have a stellar fucking week. Try to stay positive. And try not to feed the wrong wolf. I fed the wrong wolf all week. As much as I've preached about not doing it and learning, trying to refocus, I've done it. All week, I've fed the wrong wolf. So, um, do as I say, not as I do. If you can avoid it, avoid it. But if you can't, I understand. Because it's a bitch out there right now. Um, it's a bitch. But, we're going to get through it together. And that's how we get through things. We get through it all together. Um, I'd like to take a, take a minute also um, while I'm thinking about it, to congratulate my good buddy Danny Sharp, got rid of his neck brace. I know a couple weeks back, I'd mentioned that uh, he was hoping to get good news from his doctor, and he did. So I'm super happy for him. Um, 
about that. And um, that's about it, man. Congratulations, Danny. Um, super happy. I uh, might have did a little praying for you in my own way. Danny's a hell of a guy, hell of a good guy. And if anybody deserves have his segment interrupted by notifications on my phone, it's him, I guess. <laughs> um, but anyways, anyways, congratulations, Danny. Glad that you're getting back to work. Glad you're feeling better. Glad your neck's getting better. You deserve it. And I had a feeling you would. You're a good guy. Good things happen to good people, and you're one of the best people I know. So, um, it was hard to watch you struggle, man, because I'll tell you something, like, you see, you're a person that doesn't show a lot of struggle on the, the outside. I mean, I know we all got our internal struggles with life and frustrations and stuff like that, but you don't see Danny get real negative, and I think he was as positive as somebody in this situation could be, but I could see the worry in his face, so I'm happy that, that he's getting better. But anyways, yeah, one more time, Johnny Bourbon, I don't belong here. I'll see you guys next time or you'll hear me next time or something. Um, Thank you all for tuning in. That's my purse. I don't know you. Lost my job, so I hit the road Made my way down the western coast Swearing Harbor is a great black hole And I don't belong here anymore I left the things that I needed most Spent my last dollar on a pack of smokes And this old highway is alive with ghosts And I don't belong here anymore Portland, I was less than broke Hung around by the train depot City streets are full of dying folks I don't belong here anymore So I headed south to outrun the cold Lost my head down in San Diego Now I'm heading further east, you know So I don't belong here anymore I don't belong here, I don't belong here, I don't belong here anymore. I don't belong here, I don't belong here, I don't belong here anymore. Across the desert on an empty road 
Winter sun gets hotter than you know Talking to vultures when the time moves slow I don't belong here anymore I caught a train from New Mexico Ended up out in old New York There ain't no place for a rambling soul I don't belong here anymore I don't belong here I don't belong here I don't belong here anymore I don't belong here I don't belong here I don't belong here anymore Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. That is so clever. I swear to God, you get smarter the shorter your skirt gets. And you get smarter the shorter your hair gets. So it's probably a good thing you went with that. Yeah. It's a wonderful look for you, darling. Thank you. 